0: This is an energy sport podcast. Insightful, in-depth and entertaining sports content from Napier to you.
1: Hello and welcome to Energy Sport Unpacked, a podcast series that allows our writers to further discuss articles published on our award-winning website. My name is Cameron Wonstow and I'm joined by two of our finest writers here today. We each collaborated on a Premier League Team of the Season piece earlier this week and decided we want to share further information on our selections, who almost stuck into our squads, and we'll also be picking a manager and various other individual awards to go alongside our teams. Of course, before we start, feel free to read the article first on EnergySport.net if you haven't already. Joining me first is Jack Donnelly, our co-editor at Energy Sport. How are you doing on this fine Friday afternoon, Jack?
0: It is a fine Friday afternoon, uh, probably not as nervous as I'm going to be tomorrow, uh, but the nerves are settling in ahead of this weekend's Champions League final, but I'm not bad, happy to be here with the pair of you.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I was going to bring up your potential Chelsea bias, I think you handled it quite well in your piece, you didn't pick just I handled Chelsea my players. team's
0: bias better than someone else, I'll, I'll, I'll say that right now, I, yep. was, I was better for how, it than How many Chelsea
1: else. players did you pick? Yeah, I yes. picked a
0: solitary player in my team yes. out, of, out of 11.
1: A fair choice too. We'll get on to that, of course, later. I, I chose two. I'll say I'm favourable to the Liverpool team. Um, Struan Garvey, our our final man in this trio. How many Manchester United players did you pick? Uh,
2: I, I picked four. But, and, Sam uh, <laughs> and Sam Johnson. And Sam Johnson, who's ex-United. Um, but I believe it was justified as they're um, they came second. And mm-hmm. I think the picks were quite fair. I think two of them are very very fair and i think two of them are quite mm. questionable two but of them are really, bold but I like two of them shubs. are bold yeah I like but i think shubs. two of them were nailed on i well, well, mean get... two of
0: them i had in as well so yeah, i can't exactly. be like against those ones
1: mm-hmm. no i think I, I do honestly think all of them are quite fair but we'll get on to that you'll get your chance to see why you chose them later on um i suppose like i've said we're just going to go through the team really so i suppose we'll just start with the goalkeepers um we actually did all disagree on this. Um, yeah. We all disagreed. Um, I went for Leeds United's Elan Mesley, I believe it's Meslier. it's pronounced. Um, Jack, who did you, it, yeah. did you select? I went for Aston Villa's Emmy uh, Martinez. Yeah, I feel that's definitely the safest pick out of the lot. That's what any, I went quite safe. I went quite got.
0: safe in my team overall. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that was a fair point. And Struan, as we've already said, you went for Sam Johnston off West Bromwich Albion. Um, I think all of them, though, still favouring enough selections none of our yeah. goalkeepers are perfect um, i think emmy martinez like you said safest pick jack as you put in the article third most clean sheets for a fairly average team that finished 11th in the league and also had the third most saves in the league mm-hmm. and strudel so you picked a relegated goalkeeper but did have a few a few fantastic performances throughout the league especially against big teams and um Mesler was his first season in the league um there's definitely a few other goalkeepers that we could have selected. Any, any shouts from you guys on who could have snuck into your team? I think
2: <sighs> Ederson was definitely one to be mm. mentioned. Uh, obviously, kept the most clean sheets. I think the second year in a row he's done that. Wow. Or, I think or so, yeah. Two out of three. But um, I, I, I feel like this season, the clean sheet should be more credited towards the likes of John Stones, Ruben Diaz, Kyle Walker and Joel Cancelo. Mm. You know, I, th- I think um, Ederson is a good keeper, arguably the best in the league, but... I don't actually feel he's been as active. I feel, you know, I, th- I think the goalkeeper was actually the hardest position to pick in this team, just in the sense that there was no standout. You know, you had to you had to properly think and decide, you know, am I going to pick clean sheets? Am I going to pick individual performance, most saves made? And just, it was quite a tough decision overall. I
0: think but, for me, yeah. I didn't really find it too difficult to pick a goalkeeper because it was I found it more easy to narrow down because I knew there wasn't really a standout. It wasn't going to be a case of, Oh, Alisson won it. Oh, Ederson won it. It wasn't ever going to be one of the big boys for me because obviously Ederson's fantastic, but I never really felt as though he stood out in, on an individual basis this season. Uh, I felt like there were just players that were better than him and did more for their sides than Ederson did. Uh, proof being and Johnston and Martin is. Uh, I considered Edward Mendy for a slight moment because I feel like he's been... Well, I mean, he kind of had the ethos of anyone but Kepa. When he came in and second most clean sheets in the league behind Ederson, so the kind of proofs there. But I had to go. I had to go with uh, Martinez. I feel like he started getting a lot of praise towards the end of the season where he came in for Leno after he was injured in the two one loss to Brighton post pandemic, and <laughs> I think Aston Villa will be more than happy to have paid that fee considering Arsenal were just looking to let him go. Yeah. I don't. Have any clue why they did let him go, especially for such a kind of paltry fee, considering how good he's been. But I think I think he's certainly been at least one of the standouts this season. I have to say, Mesley was second in in my estimations. I'm a big fan of the Frenchman. He was in my uh, alternate team of the season, and uh, in- when I put that out in what well, when did I put January halfway through the season yeah. uh, for Energy Sports, so. I feel I feel as though he's just been a bit unlucky, I suppose, not to get in in my team ahead of ahead of Martinez.
1: Yeah, I've got to say Martinez was my side choice. It's quite good I mean, that we've yeah. we've actually yeah. flipped ours. Um, I just thought Mesley he was he was the third busiest goalkeeper in the whole league. Like in his debut season, uh, the first twenty yeah. first century goalkeeper as I said in the in the piece, um, he was frankly outstanding. I just want to go back to something uh, that you both talked about there in clean sheets that I don't know about you but when I was looking this up, I wasn't looking too much at clean sheets. I feel like, as no. you have said, clean sheets, mm-hmm. it's also to do with the defence, and I actually think, not, not to, if anyone listening was to pick Ederson or even an Alisson, something like that, that's totally fair, both mm-hmm. brilliant world-class goalkeepers, but I've had, well, especially Ederson has a fantastic season, but I think it comes down to it. I think it's the busier goalkeepers that you should be looking to pick, the ones that... Mm-hmm are at really the poorer teams, because they make more of a difference for their sides, yeah. as I would say all three of ours have. Um, even Sam Johnson, they may have been relegated, but without him, West Brom probably would have been a lot worse. Um, really, that's just my opinion anyway. I've got two more names I'd like to ask you about and if they got anywhere near your considerations. At first, Nick Pope. Did anyone think about Nick Pope at all? I, I, I
2: didn't actually
1: no. have Nick Pope. Because nope. he's missed a fair bit of this
0: season, hasn't he? Bit, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been yeah. injured a couple of times, so I feel like he definitely didn't hit the same heights he did last season, when he was absolutely outstanding and really kind of came into the from the people's minds in terms of a potential England number one replacing Jordan Pickford. I just don't think he's
1: had that same impact yeah. this season. As a shame, he's just he's just been ruled out again, hasn't he? Yeah, the yeah, Euros, he's which, been which, for the yeah. A real shame. And uh, the second name I had, he's also missed a bit of the season, but he came into. I think he made twenty seven appearances. Um, Robert Sanchez at Brighton. I know, uh, I, I might be wrong, but I think Struan, and I think you've mentioned him before, that you quite like him. Did they ever get close to your team?
2: I was I was considering when I was going to the keepers, I was sort of looking around the bottom of the table, hmm. and I did sort of consider him, but because he came in a little bit later on, I felt, mm, yeah. you know, you, I, I'd want to aim for a keeper's play just about the whole season. But I think Robert Sanchez is really good. You know, I think last season... He was sitting on the bench at Brentford, perhaps it was, and mm. then this season he, he just displaced uh, Matt Ryan and sent him off to loan on Arsenal. <laughs> he didn't really do, really do much there and he's made it into the Spain squad, which I think yeah. is actually really impressive when you think about yeah, how many good school, Spanish yeah. keepers there are. Mm. The fact that he's made it into that squad mm. in his first full season, um, playing first team for Brighton, I think is really impressive. and I, I think Brighton have been quite a good team this season. Yeah. XG will tell you but Very they've been market. the unluckiest <laughs> so so team I think they, yeah. oh,
1: they could have got top They're ten this season things out their way let's be honest that game was against was that
0: Manchester expected United? Points, points? I think I think expected points they were fourth <laughs> really? yeah, or
1: something
0: what like
2: what I mean, that that's that's top six anyway if that's not, unbelievable if, if one game sums up their season it's probably the one that they lost 3-2 to United in the, the second game when, yeah that's when what they I'm thinking of Trossart. Three times and Wasn't then that. lost after the full time whistle. Oh, i mean, <laughs> no. if anything sums up that season.
1: Terrible, terrible stuff, but it. Oh. I just shows how unlucky he can be in football the eh? way. Like oh, when yeah. we get to managers of the season, later, minute
2: equaliser. Yeah, we, goes, we could have been talking about Graham
1: Potter, and we're probably not even going to bring him up because they finished about nah. sixteenth. No. Yeah, that's it. We're not. Nah, going to, but yeah. in another world, in another universe, he'd probably be first on our list. Uh, if they was so a trained finishing at Brighton, they would be yes, exactly. Euro If
2: Neil so. Mope wasn't a cheat, he'd probably put the ball <laughs> in the back. All <laughs> right, Ty. Calm down. Calm down, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I think Robert Sanchez will go to. I'm not saying Brighton are a small club i think he'll get a big move soon he i don't so. know whether it'll be to another english team but i think he'll get a big move soon I think
1: he'll yeah be we could see it he yeah. could go abroad yeah that's true um also good chatter on goalkeepers i don't think talking talk right backs so will be much in depth to be honest um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all... <laughs> one of,
0: of the player we le- the player potentially are players we left out yes more than the we yes. actually put in i think we all agreed on right backs didn't we can.
1: with it uh but, yeah. joel Cancelo. joel not joel Yao Cancelo Yao Cancelo that's it you, you're you the one Spanish Jack you you can do the pronunciation well, Portuguese Calvin. it's a different yeah. language uh, I'm not going to say the same thing that's very just rude Yao <laughs> <laughs> Cancelo of Manchester City I think not just us three I think every single person would have him in their team um, maybe one or two honourable mentions that we'll discuss but this guy just absolutely bossed it this season Stop. he had it all attack defence pushed into midfield left back right back You put him on either wing absolutely fine took over I think um, Strun, I think you put in your piece that he took over from Kyle Walker since he's sort of shifted position a little bit and he's just flying colours. Um, you wouldn't even notice Kyle Walker had gone, really. Um, and yeah, I suppose we'll just get into the mentions then because there's not too much to say that we <laughs> haven't already in the piece. Um, Jack, anyone that you would have maybe considered putting in ahead of him?
0: I think the biggest uh, option that you could have had otherwise, uh, other than Kinsella, would be Sophie, uh,
1: So Is it Sophia Kufal?
0: Or what's yes. his first name? Is, is, uh, is that a first uh, name? Uh, I believe it's We love pronunciations in this, don't we? We're <laughs> smashing it oh absolutely fantastic. <laughs> uh, the West Ham right back's been fantastic since he came in this summer. Uh, I think he's Vladimir Kufal. Vladimir I don't
1: know why Sofia and Kufal came in. Sofia. Is that not a Southampton player called? Bufal, Bufal. that Bufal. was his name. <laughs> 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 <And> Kufel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be it. A... <laughs> uh,
0: but no, Kufal's been ex- extraordinary since uh, mm. coming in, really just kinda They've really adapted their fullbacks this season, West Ham. I mean, Aaron Tesfalem's been probably had the best season of his career yep, definitely. Uh, this year. So they're doing something right with fullbacks mm. with at West Ham this season. And I think he's very, very unlucky to miss out this team because he's been getting forward, getting assists as any fantasy player will let you know. Uh, just contributing massively to West Ham's overachievement of a season, you would potentially say mm. that yeah. may be a bit. Slightly disrespectful, but I don't think any of us expected West Ham to get European no, football definitely. after last season. No. So I think he's kind of the hardest done by by
1: Jarl Cancelo's excellent season. Yeah, um, I think that's probably the closest one. Struan, do you have anyone that you'd maybe even put over Kufal?
2: I saw quite a few people enlisting their team of the years. I think... I know Alan Shearer did, and I think Gary Neville perhaps did as well. They had Kyle Walker in, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, because is interesting. Obviously, I think Joao Cancelo is the main pick, but he also plays for Man City. And in, in the piece, in, in my little blurb about him, I also said how Cancelo's quite often played at life-back, because yeah. City have sort of lacked that. And I, and I think it's quite impressive that for Kyle Walker, even without being a first-choice player, has still managed to impress people that much, so maybe a little bit of a shout for Kyle Walker. You know, players like Luke Ayling as well at Leeds, Matty Cash, mm-hmm. they've done pretty mm-hmm. well, but I think Schroer Cancel has just been so good. And I think the fact that last season, a lot of people have sort of written him off. Yeah, absolutely. The way, you know, he'd sort of come in and he thought, oh, why a would you key. sign him when you've already got Kyle Walker? You know, what, yeah. it was like 65 million? Yeah, it was a lot yeah, one of yeah, times, yeah, Given how well he's done this season, I think he's justified it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've said the name there that I've written down, and Luke Ayling, I think a lot of people, as i say, a lot of Stuart Dallas's in people's yes, teams uh-huh, makes so so mm-hmm. It's the same thing where people have maybe fought Cancelo and Walker. People have said Ailing and Stuart Dallas for Leeds because both have
2: been absolutely outstanding. Um, Leeds are so versatile, you could name one player for like three different positions on your pitch. That's it, exactly. I've got Luke Ailing at centre-back, back- right wing and right back. They play <laughs> different positions in the, middle, in the yeah. same
1: game and everything. It is, it's such a fluid system, so... I think that's brilliant, to be fair, for Leeds so that they're able to, to do that. Also, we might even speak to later yeah. on because... Um, can I just start,
0: I just want to chuck one more name into the contention? Uh, I know we've we kind of had a bit of a discussion in the group chat based off the the England squad uh, the long list announcement of the other day. But I think Rhys James has had a fantastic season. I know that this is probably going to be where my Chelsea bias comes in as this podcast <laughs> because I feel like a lot of our players have had good seasons but not great seasons. If you yeah. know, if, like they've done well but they've not done better than other players in the same positions. And I think Rhys James is kind of flown under the radar a bit but i know who's sc- who scored.com of course uh, they they like to they like to keep their stats and Ames is actually the highest ranking under 21 right back in europe this season based on their scoring system so he's averaged a 7.12 across his yeah. season so i think i think that's quite something to kind of stand out amongst other contemporaries in that position across europe so i feel like i think after, after kind of his opening day screamer against Brighton, people thought, Oh, he's actually gonna you know, like contribute more of an attacking sense sense this season. He's not really done so in terms of numbers, but the amount of crosses into the box from Reese James that was basically Lampard's game plan towards the back end of his yeah, that's true. Chelsea career as manager. It was just get the ball out to Reese James, hit a cross into the box and hope something See works. What happens. Yeah. I think and I, I think, think it been... was on as string.
2: I was gonna say I think what's been really impressive with James as well is that at the start of the season under Lampard he was playing in a back four and then under Tuchel, he moved up to the wing-back. And he's even played in the back three a few times as well. And I just mm. think that versatility has been really important to Chelsea. That's
1: no, true. absolutely. I could see a lot more in a right-centre-back role going forward. Um,
0: it's it of his- depends. I think there's been a lot of discussion over that, obviously, with the Champions League final tomorrow mm-hmm. on the day of recording. We're recording this on the Friday before. And whether Tuchel wants to play with that experiment again. But you saw in the uh, FA Cup game against Manchester, he absolutely smoked ben- Benjamin Mendy on that flank. Mm-hmm. So why
1: would you take him away from that? Why why would you move him out uh, out of wing-back?
0: I I think he's had a good season. I'm excited to see how he makes that position his own realistically because Azpilicueta is not really going to be playing right wing-back as as long as he keeps getting older.
1: We do love some Cesar Azpilicueta. We do, we absolutely do. Um, it's funny you did bring up um, Rhys James, Jack, because I did have three names written down, three bias picks for us, which would be Rhys James, Trent Alexander-Arnold <laughs> and Aaron Wan-Bissaka, but I think we can all agree, you've said there that he maybe Rhys James didn't hit the heights it was expected of him, Trent had a, horrend- a pretty poor start to the season, and actually he, picked got, it up. he got better towards What's the end after he got dropped from England, ironically, um, and Aaron Wan-Bissaka, I think, drew new degrees, maybe he's just had, maybe not like James or Trent, but He's maybe just had a few small patches in the season where he's not been up to up to scratch, and I think that's why Yorke until is just a runaway um, leader for us. I think I mean, that's where all three of us have went for him. I don't think he's had heavy enough competition, and um, well, fair play, a fantastic season, and also having a fantastic season is the man alongside him, a man that we have all again picked, um, <coughs> Ruben Diaz, Manchester City. All three of us have picked him in our sort of I suppose right centre back for centre back spot. Um, don't need to talk much about him. Um, no. He's just been phenomenal. Um, Outstanding. We'll, will we just move on? Will we just move on? A rock. We've got other centre backs to talk about. I we, do, we do.
0: And I, ju- I just do want to say I'm a big fan. I always try and have a look at for centre backs and see how well they fit in because I I, I would say I'm a centre back for playing football, <laughs> but I think anyone who's seen me might argue that the best place for me is out of the squad. Mm. Uh, he's just transformed City. I referenced him in my section of the article akin to that of Van Dijk's arrival at Liverpool, in the sense of he came in for a pretty big fee, marshalled a flimsy failing defence, and turned them into title winners. And I don't think that's talked about enough how much of an impact Diaz has had.
2: Uh, He made John Stones good again.
0: That's the thing. He He made the players that were playing alongside him better, which is a pretty tough thing to do in general. So, being able to do that for a more average defender in, in Stones and a bit of a wayward centre-half partner in Merit Laporte mm. who struggled without a partner really, he, he played his yeah. best football I think next to Vincent Company. So seeing him coming into the forefront of things again is probably down to Diaz's presence.
1: Yeah absolutely, that's what he's brought to the team, he's lifted them all. Um... I suppose my pick. I suppose you could say, make the same argument for my pick. Um, I chose, alongside him, Ben Godfrey at Everton. He's came in. He's that
0: been... one caught me off guard, you know. Yeah, also because I didn't tell before. you that one. Yeah, I yeah didn't, you I didn't, didn't tell, tell you
1: that me one. that one. Uh, I, I, I had about seven centre-backs I could have picked, to be fair. And I actually chose Ben Godfrey because I lined up his statistics against others. And just gut feeling, I had one or two left. I, I went with Godfrey. Um, obviously, at Everton, he's joined. He's been versatile. He's played all across the back line. Um but he's mostly been at centre-back. And I think he's similar. Also, I know Everton have fallen off a little bit and things haven't went their way the second half of the season. But like Diaz at the start, he did lift that team. And Everton fans were raving. Last few seasons, at the start, it was James. Last season, it was Lucas Dignes. This, this season, in general, it's been Ben Godfrey. Really they been raving about because he's been that fantastic. Um, but I love it with my pick. Um, Jack, you went for a pick that I wish I went for because I, I love this guy. Would you like to explain your pick?
0: Big Brexit, Craigie Dawson's leading West Ham to Europe. Fantastic. Oh, my God.
1: It's a
3: told me
0: If you had told, so. told me at the start of the season, West Brom are going to sign Craig Dawson, I would have gone, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yes. If you then added, and he's taking them to Europe, I would have just laughed in your face. I, I was
1: like, there's not a chance that that happens. I didn't even think he'd start for them.
0: And I yet he here we are choice. I
1: think he was squad player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've seen it in the past. They're next James Collins. That's what I thought he would be. <laughs> and I've completely under I've completely underrated him because he's Absolutely, yeah. He's been he's, outstanding.
0: Honestly, second to none. I mean, I think a lot of West Ham fans would probably argue he's not their best centre back. I think Angelo Bonas probably yeah. come into his own a lot he's more a this, deal, season. Yeah. But this, but this season. But this how much of that can be attributed to Dawson being yeah. there and being able to kinda of guide him, take him under his wing as a veteran, well, he's, I say veteran, he's only 31, exactly. but he's been around the Premier League and English Football his entire career. I remember you said the group chat 40. a while
1: ago, when you were looking this up, you are like, hold on, he's not like 40 years old. Like, <laughs> I was convinced he was 36, <laughs> yeah. like, honestly,
0: I, d- I don't know where I took it from, but he just seems like one of these players who is as old as the game of football itself. <laughs> but oh, I, I think that. having been in and around English Football and the Premier League for his entire career taking him to a club like West Ham, who have centre-backs who otherwise might not have been in terms of Ogbonna in terms of Asa Diop as well, that's only done good and it's proven because West yeah. Ham are going to the York League next season.
1: That's it. Yeah, he's been a fantastic leader at the back of that Hammers defence and also I think that's what Struan will lead to here with one of his bold Manchester United picks. Um, leadership, You if you think about leadership in the Premier League, you probably think about Harvey Maguire. Would, is that the sole reason behind the Struan or is there anything more you'd like to say on him?
2: Well, I was I was originally debating this position between Johnny Evans and Wesley Fofana of Leicester City, and then Harry Maguire got injured, and the Man United defence, it became a sieve. It just... Mm-hmm. everything was going through it. And I suddenly realised that Harry Maguire makes a huge difference to that defence. And I just feel... I wouldn't say he's underrated, because he cost 80. He's the most expensive <laughs> defender ever, and he, he was yeah. not worth that. Fee. I feel every time I give him praise, I but need But that's to not his it. fault, though, is it? It's yeah, I, I, that's absolutely it's not his fault. fault. Yeah. Bid and war between him and Man City. Exactly. Quite an interesting interview, actually came up with him and Gary Neville talking through what went down between the two. But yeah. I, just think he's, I just think he's been so important for United this season, his presence aerially. United, I think, have conceded 16 set-pieces this season. Absolutely horrendous. And I feel if you take him out of the team... It's a lot you, more. Did probably double that yeah you could see it in the Europa League final that Manchester United lost how much of a miss he was both defending starting attacks from the back his range of passing I think you don't appreciate you, you don't know what you've got until it's gone type situation and I feel that's exactly what happened to Harry Maguire that United defence was absolutely terrible and I think what's even more impressive is the fact that before that injury which was caused it was accidental of course but it was caused by another player it was nothing to do with Fitness exception. McGuire played every single minute since um, signing for United in twenty nineteen, and I just think that's absolutely incredible to be able to play yeah. that long. And I, I just, I just feel he deserves a bit of um, praise for it, really. To be honest, hmm. and obviously, I think from an English point of view, I think the England fans will be desperate for him to be fit for the Euros.
1: Yeah, definitely. I was talking, um, talking some about that earlier, and I think without him, the England's Euro chances do go down because he is. I get he's not the most attractive defender in the world in terms of his play, but. Sometimes you just need a player like Harry Maguire. I think that's the one thing we can say about our four picks, is that if you take any of those four out of their teams this season, their seasons are much worse. You've already, We've seen it yeah. with Maguire at the end of the season. You take Craig Dawson out, and I think West Ham lose the leadership, Take Ben Godfrey out, I think Everton crumble a lot earlier than they did, and Truman Diaz, of course, a revelation. Um, also, I've got a few picks down here, but I just want to see if anyone matches. Also, you've already said Wesley Fofana and Johnny Evans, which... Two fantastic players. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think got enough credit throughout the season. It's it's quite lucky that you've picked up on that string because they could have went under the radar, um, especially with their collapse at the very end. Um, Jack, would you have anyone else you'd you'd throw their name into the ring?
0: Hi, it's me again, the Chelsea fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say a name that might shock you a little bit. Okay. Antonio Rudiger. Okay. I was thinking of him. Now, it it's please. probably not the this, uh, this Chelsea centre back you anticipated me to say, no, considering no, no. how much <laughs> I adore Kurt Zuma. But Rudiger came into the team permanently, more or less, as Lampard left and Tuchel came in. Zuma was dropped for Rudiger. And considering where Chelsea are now, I don't necessarily think that was a bad move as much as I love Zuma. Uh, to put it into context, when Rudiger has played for Chelsea, they have conceded nine goals across the, like, the remainder of the season ever since he's basically played. And uh, with without him in the team, they've conceded 26. Mm. So it just kind of yeah. goes to show how much of an important presence he has in that team. It shows how much of a fight he has in him, and he's willing to battle for everything. You saw that in the, the 2-1 victory over Leicester in the league following the FA Cup final defeat. And I think he's one of the kind of more senior figures in the Chelsea team. You think he's only about 27, 28. Mm-hmm. But considering the youth that Chelsea have kind of going forward, you've got Mason Mount, 22, Pulisic, 21, Reese James, 20, players like that. He's almost kind of an old head on young shoulders, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he can kind of lead from the back. So he was definitely a player that came up in my estimations a lot more than I thought he would uh, come the start of the season. Uh I'm trying to think if there's anyone else
1: that's kind of... That was a, that was a good yeah I didn't have until they really go down, but... If, no, I, I don't, you I don't blame you for it, because I, like
0: I feel like it's a lot. someone that a lot of people, myself included, would have normally overlooked. Yeah, Just definitely. kind of considering it a bit more, mm-hmm. I think he deserves a bit of, uh, a bit of praise. Absolutely. Um, I think if
2: he'd played from the start, I think he could have definitely made it into more people's teams. I think the probably, fact that he yeah. only really came in under Tuchel is probably sort of... It's a detriment to him, because he's not like played as much football. Yet. Yeah. 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 He's been I'm trying I'm
0: trying to think. For fan, definitely another shit. I think he probably would have been in people's teams had he not been injured.
1: I've got I've got three names if you guys would like me to just shout them out. Yeah, of course. And, um, it, mm-hmm. So I'll say first John Stones, I think. Yeah, Obvious. Fair, yeah. I uh-huh. think if we hadn't already had two Man City centre back uh, defenders, he might have had more of a shout. <laughs> um Ezri Consa of Aston Villa, ahead of Emi yeah, Martinez, like of course. I think mm-hmm. he had a fine season. I think I think he was fantastic for his age this season, but just not quite enough to make it into team of the season. And a man that I almost put in, and then the more I thought about it, the more I went, huddle on a minute, he's a bit of a bomb scare." Lewis Dunk, now, I was, I was just about to say <laughs> Dunk. yeah, I I had him in my team originally I had Godfrey, and it wasn't until I thought back and really thought about it, I thought he's been sent off about three times this season. He's gave away about four goals. I was like, I cannot put him. I think when Lewis Dunk has played well, he's been exceptional. And I think. He's maybe been unlucky that Brighton as well have just had, as we've already said, a horrendous season um, compared to what they should have had. But um, I think if you were to take away the red cards and the Evers, uh, Lewis Dunk has a fair chance but maybe just one or two moments of madness have of him uh, a place in my team uh, behind Ben Godfrey. Um, Jack, have you thought of anyone else to wrap up centre-backs with?
0: I'm, I'm looking at stats. I jumped on uh, the Premier League app there and I just went into tackles. The player with the, the centre-back with the highest amount of tackles in the league, twenty seventh overall. Keep that in mind. Yeah, Chris Basham. Oh really? I suppose they're under And a, I think he's got lot. the highest amount of joint highest amount of
1: clearances as well with five. It does make sense to be fair. I mean,
0: when you put the numbers to it, I suppose he's a high performance centre back, but yeah, I'm not but... putting that. I'm not giving that to
1: That's a, a I mean, player at a team that just dropped out of the league statistics a whimper. Only means so much. You have to actually mm. look at them because you could just look at that and go, "Oh, he must be a fantastic defender." and to be fair, Chris is not a bad defender, but not bad at all. No, it's it's not been a season for him. <laughs> where Strewing, you'll, you'll
0: have you'll have been thinking you you would have had your boy Mohamed Salisu in this team. At back um, the start oh, of the season, he didn't
2: make it this season. How oh, did he do this season? I don't, I don't think he played. He only really he came, came in there. about three quarters in, and he started at left back. Oh really? underwhelming he you'll hit the heights next season honestly him him and bedner right that's that's baby,
0: your and, that's two. your end of, end of season prediction for next year will he be in the your team? team on <laughs> game
1: week 1
2: I would oh, love that to be captain oh.
0: Stuart, can you do two teams next season can you have like your actual <laughs> team and then make another account for the main team I'd love that, by the
2: way. Oh, he'd be willing to go in the meme team just because of how much I've talked him he'd up. He'd be willing. <laughs> <And they're absolutely laughs> not today. Do you have
1: to talk it through with him, right? you? checking up on each of the players in
2: year. You need to be verified before you can make it into the meme team. But, um, wow. Sp- speaking of um, defenders, I think one person who I'm just going to quickly throw in just to absolutely. praise them a bit is Fabinho, in the sense ah, that, that's fair. in my opinion, mm. he's probably the best mm. out-and-out holding midfielder in the league. Yep. currently Kante's probably pushing him again but the fact that obviously Van Dijk got injured, Gomez got injured Matip got injured and he had to fill in defence, I thought he did a really good job there you yep. know it's not his natural position it's basically the same thing happened to Man City last season when Fernandinho had to come into the defence yeah. in the absence of company mm-hmm. and I just, thought, I just thought Fabinho did really good It's a good point, I, I, think, remember, I think a lot
1: was... of people last season would put Fernandinho on their team this season I don't think many would put Fabinho on this year which is no. a sh- just because no, of one yeah. or two I, bad
0: I results. Think he you
1: know? does deserve, I and and really. his injury as well, I suppose. Good games, yeah. yeah. I well, mean really? Cam, Cam, you'll remember, like when
0: that uh two 0 win for Liverpool at Stamford Bridge, he was the best player in the park Absolutely. by an absolute Foster. mile. Absolutely. And that was Absolutely. Liverpool weren't at full steam that day, but he was able to keep Werner quiet before a lot of people realize well. that's not a necessarily well. hard thing to do. Well. It was early days. It was early days. <laughs> 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 but no, oh. I think considering what he had to connect kind of just fell in. He was
1: brilliant. Yeah, he did an admirable job. You can say that. Hmm. Probably a Liverpool player of the season pick. Even though he does get in our teams, and I've got two guys in our team, and one of those guys is Andrew Robertson nice at left I back. We like yeah, that. outstanding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I went for Andrew Robertson. This was a contentious one because I was so almost going to put in the guy that you guys both put in, Luke Shaw of Manchester United. Um I think. I went for Robertson, Mack and the reasoning behind it was that you could take Shaw out of United, and it it wouldn't be too much of an issue. You take Robertson out of Liverpool, and I think the whole team could collapse almost. His his work rate, his work on the left wing, is second to none. He got a fantastic seven assists this season, even when the forward line wasn't finishing. Um, made thirty eight starts. I think only once he was substituted off. Um, all were fantastic, but you could also say the same about Luke Shaw, who, after years of injury hell and potentially being sold yeah. and being left out squads absolutely smashed it. Struan obviously you'll know better than Jack. Yeah, defense, I was going <laughs> to pass that completely on yeah. to um, In my notes here for Shaw, all I've got, all I've got written down is all round fantastic because that's what he's been this season, hasn't
2: he? Yeah, I think, I think there's, you could definitely say he was Man United's player of the year. I think obviously mm-hmm. Bruno Fernandez will steal a lot of yeah. the headlines and the attention but I think Luke Shaw's up there as well. I think, I think he created more chances than any other defender in Europe this season. You know, his assists, oh, I think, are yeah. about five or six. You mm. know, it's not too bad. Had, had Klopp not come in and absolutely dominated the fullbacks, I think people would probably be more impressed with those numbers. But I think Luke Shaw's just had a really good season. You know, he's been so unlucky with injuries, even last season. And then at the start of the season, when Manchester United eventually signed Alex Telles, it sort of looked like that, that was going to be Shaw's, Shaw's time at United over. But he's been absolutely incredible, you know. And I think, I'm going to, I was waiting to say this about Maguire, but I think Harry Maguire is another reason that Shaw has done so well, is that he gives him that freedom to basically push up, and I think they work quite well together, and vice versa, I think Shaw helps Harry Maguire as well, Mm -hmm. and yeah, he's just developed a really good relationship. A good
1: partnership, yeah.
2: Yeah, the sort of triangle that him, Fernandez, and Rashford can create, I think when looking back on the season and the heat map of Manchester United, their left-hand side is just so much more dominant than the right, and Yeah. yeah, I think Shaw's really responsible for that, and yeah, which is no. a really really good season to be it's honest. It's definitely
1: to It's definitely a fair pick. Like I said I've been outnumbered two to one here, and I think that's totally fair. I was, I did initially have Luke Shaw, and then at kind of the last moment, I thought, oh, you know what? I think Andrew Robertson deserves a bit of praise as well. I, I knew that you were both picking Shaw, and I yeah. thought Robertson's going to jump does. in for me. Um, well, I guess we, also we'll move on to mentions because that one's. Fairly cut and dry. Um, we've got, yeah. I've written down Lucas Digney, but I don't think he was ever really in contention. Two men maybe were in contention. Uh, Jack, I'll come to you first about one of them. Uh, Aaron Creswell, we've already mentioned Creswell, him. Creswell, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe, maybe his defensive side maybe let him down at times, but his, his attacking output was fantastic, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like he was really good first half of the season, but then he just kind of faded away a little bit second mm-hmm. half. I don't know. I don't...
1: I agree. No, I, I agree. can't really
0: remember him kind mm-hmm. of maintaining that level of consistency across the full thirty eight games. Yeah. Uh I think another player who probably might have snuck this had they played the full season, James Justin. That's true. I think he suffered a really, mm. really tri- like yeah, was bad injury that was gonna keep him out for a lot of time. Mm. It was, and it still is he's not back yet, so Just I think he me. was really unfortunate to sustain that and hopefully we we'll see him back in the pitch soon.
1: Definitely though, no, no, that's a great show. Yeah. like
0: Chilwell, not like well, Sorry, I might have had a shout for Ben Chilwell had he kind of
1: stayed in the team stayed I, stayed in the I,
0: team because it's basically
1: just Tuco came in and Alonso yeah. came back in, I was shocked by because I thought Ben Chilwell had been fantastic all season um, yeah. also you've seen more than me, I, I totally agree I think Ben Chilwell, I, when, I, I get Alonso, Alonso's not a bad footballer, I, I don't mind it but not I was a good shocked defender, by though. that not a good defender, it's like Ben Chilwell I thought covered all and the bases and Chilwell
0: has added to his attacking side, uh, exactly, attacking yeah. side of his game and you see him been one he of your best scored, attackers this season. Scored really. the scored the goal at half the deficit against Villa. Obviously, scored in the cup final. He, no, he didn't. <laughs> apparently, uh, so and he I think he, against his old team, he <laughs> almost got he almost got an equaliser against Villa as well from a very similar position. So mm. he's definitely adapted to Tuchel's system well. Yeah. And I feel like had he been in from the start of Tuchel's reign, I think a lot more people would be. Hundred percent. So I think I don't. I don't want this. I don't, no, no I I, want I, this to be man. like fully just like me <laughs> yapping on about Chelsea, but like. <laughs> I feel that just is the case for Chelsea this season. There's so many players that are just on the precipice of. Yeah, but none of them like quite great. make it. Yeah, yeah none of I them. I think quite the make
2: managerial it. switch is sort of because quite a few players kind of came in and others went out. That's it. Yeah, sort of so a no one's had a full season. season. That's it, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but that's, that's been, a, like Mount, basically. Um, another man, a
1: man that I had just behind Creswell, uh, Struan, but I, I noticed, uh, I think it was Zola Warkin, they'd an alternate to season where they couldn't pick anyone that had a single. Um, selection from their writers and Matty Target was one of them no one had selected no one had picked a vote for him basically and uh, he made their alternate team of the season what do you think about Matty Target this season's drone for Aston Villa
2: I think he's been quite good I think uh, I mentioned Matty Cash as sort of a throwaway name as well and right yeah. back has been pretty decent I think that whole Villa defense has been good not great yeah just not good all... enough
1: for this team but still yeah, solid I think
2: he's had a good season I remember seeing at the end of last um last Premier League season, 2019-20, was that I think he was one of the highest chance creators at left-back, behind Andrew Robertson, of course. Oh, yeah. But there was just nobody getting on the end of his process. <laughs> <And> it,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> I think this season he's obviously done a lot better. I think mm-hmm. he's got a really good connection with Jack Grealish. They, um, I'm completely stealing this from the Zona Marking podcast. But <laughs> they, they spoke about how Jack Grealish is really good at occupying two people. Uh-huh. So he'll take the opposition right back and the right winger will also come back, which gives Matt Target so much more space to operate down that left-hand side. And yeah, I think it's just really worked well. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. For, for two more sort of names, I think Kieran Tierney has had a really good season for Arsenal. Arsenal has yeah, been terrible true, for their yeah. standards, but I think Tierney's been really, really good. Mm. I think he's sort of stepped up at a time where nobody else has. And I think similar to what we were saying about like other players throughout, that he's still really young to be doing something like that. Yeah, no, and... What is he, 22
0: 23? I think he like turns that.
2: 23 last year, I think. I think he's in eighty okay. seven. Um but yeah i think he's looked really good I, I did a piece and here's a plug um not often for me uh <laughs> in the year about how i think he'll be Arsenal's future captain and and i do believe he will be i think him and Saka have been two real shining lights from this season but the uh, the other player who i think if you if you said ten games into the season who the best left back in the season uh, the premier League has been I think Sergio Reguilon probably would have been everybody's choice. I think the start that Tottenham made yeah. and the start that Reguilon made was unbelievable. And I think £25 million, I think, he cost from Real Madrid. And people were saying, you know, how have how they let him go when they've got Amendia left back? And then he just he just faded out this season. He's got a really, really unlucky on goal as well in the penultimate game against Villa, yeah. which I would recommend it's watching. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's quite funny, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think he's one of these players who had such a good start and then just completely faded away. So, like, I, like, I think that really could have been, could have been a call, but
1: yeah, I think he
2: has to miss out.
1: Like most of Tottenham's defense, to be fair, I think they had a good spell each and yeah. then all of them just faded away at some point. Um, well, that that brings the in the goalkeepers and defenders. Uh, also, just kind of was just thrown in last, but ah, an idea from Struan and Garvey himself, and I quite liked it, so we're putting it in. Um, we've got selections for Young Player of the Year and Player of the Year, and we're always going to do manager of the year at the very end, but. We're going to put Young Player of the Year in just to break up the show a little. So, guys, have you both got one? Have you both got a Young Player of the Year
2: selection? I've been writing them down as we've been talking here. (laughs) Oh, you've got to pick one right now. (laughs) You're going to pick one right now. I'm going to go for Ben Godfrey.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. I, I, of course, like that. (laughs) I endorse
2: that. I've gone for Godfrey because of what you were saying earlier on. And I I I think the fact that this season he was signed... Rio Ferdinand was going on about him all of last year when he was at Norwich, and throughout the summer window, he was constantly going on about somebody needs to sign him, somebody needs to sign him. And I think Everton got on the last day or something for 20 million. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just been so important. I think he's the best yeah. right-back, centre-back, and is probably the better left-back, but hmm. I just think he's been so useful. And I think he's just turned 23. That's I, I think he's made it into the provisional England squad, I want. to say. He has, has yeah. yep, yep. I, I think on he's earned that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, th- I think when others in that Everton team, are pretty, probably every single Everton player has faded towards the end of the season. I wouldn't say he has. I think he's been very good. Yeah, he's very young. Consistent. And I do think he'll be, I think he'll be one of England's best centre-backs in the future. I think Absolutely. he'll definitely push into that England team.
1: I like that. I like that shout, of course. <laughs> Jack, would you like to give your young player of the year pick?
0: Uh, it's tough. <laughs> it is, it is tough. quite tough. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about the parameters of it. I mean, I mean technically you could say Ruben Diaz if he wanted to yeah. but you're not going to because you don't push the boundaries <laughs> that much I think I'm just going to go quite safe here I think it's quite uncontested in the fact that it's going to be Phil Foden yeah. and it's Phil Foden for me I think he's been absolutely fantastic for Manchester City this has been his well, can you call it a breakout year when he kind of broke out last year Like it's more of a kinda consistent breakout year a full year, that season breakout sense. season yeah, it's maybe uh, like his
2: first uh, full first team season definitely
1: yeah He's not just been coming off the bench or anything. He's been there all season. Yeah, he's been there, playing there most consistently games. all season. Yeah, yeah. he's, I I think he's, not, he's
2: nice. Sterling in the first eleven now. In the in the recent Champions League games, he's starting ahead of Sterling. Deservedly uh, so.
1: Deservedly yeah. yeah. so. And even there was a game. I, I totally. I'm not even remember if it's Champions League or Premier League game, but it was a game. I think it was Champions League, maybe like quarterfinals or semifinals, and Pep left them on for the full ninety. I remember a lot of people saying at the time. Like, that shows how much faith he has Because at that point, he'd maybe been bringing them off at the 60th minute, the 70th minute. Mm-hmm. This game, he left them mm-hmm. on. It was a must-win game. I, honestly, I can't remember what game it was. If anyone's listening, I'm sure you might remember. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's been showing a lot more faith this season. And he really scares me as a, Scot- as a Scottish person. He scares me a lot. He yeah. scares me at the Euros, and he scares me in the future because he is something special. He really, really
0: is. I think, I Oh, sorry. I'll say you, oh, you gone. Uh, it was Guardiola an interview just, I think today or yesterday, uh, he was asked about Foden and he said, and obviously kind of the famous quote was, "I've he's he's the best young he's the best player I've ever worked with in terms of potential and st- things like that." Oh. And I think he said the other day, obviously a lot of people kind of question that because he'd worked with Lionel Messi. He said, "I didn't meet Lionel Messi when he was seventeen though." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think from that start starting point, he's kind of worked his way into the best books that you probably could work yourself into in terms of Guardiola thinking you're the bit, you're gonna be the best player in the world. Yeah. So no. I think that kinda of says it all about the
1: young man. That no, is absolutely fantastic. Like we said, very scary, very talented and a good young player of the year pick. Um you know what, I'll just wrap up quickly before we move on to midfield and attack. I'm gonna I'm gonna go even safer and I'm gonna go with someone that I picked in my team. And I'm going to say Mesler in goals. Fair, I that's, yeah. it's a short pick because he's someone that has decided maybe not even putting in the team ahead of M Martinez, but um, I just think to have that much responsibility at twenty one, it's yeah. such a young player. It's first first top flight season as well when um, he played yeah. at Lorient. That was League Two, and he would played in the Championship for a short spell at Leeds. And uh, he only kind of came in towards the
0: back end once. Yeah, exa- yeah, no, it
1: wasn't even a full season. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even a full season. It was just a couple of games towards the end, maybe I had a dozen or so. And um, he's came into the Premier League after a really tough debut against Liverpool, got four put past him, and he's just settled down. It, in yeah. One of the most like shambolic teams the Premier League's ever seen for attacking and defending. And he's held so much responsibility, I think he's been fantastic. So that's I think fine. shambolic's a bit.
0: Uh, open teams will open. say. Yeah, shambolic's
1: <laughs> a bit hard. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, uh, that's the wrong word. I was going to say swashbuckling. Swashbuckling. That's, <laughs> swashbuckling. that's a good word. That's a good word. It's for, a good word. For say, talking about Leeds. Open yeah. is perhaps the more formal, correct word to use. I like that. Not challenge. shambolic, though. Not shambolic. they an absolute disgrace. <laughs> 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 right, moving on. We'll move on to midfield. Um, our first centre mid pick, I'll split this up separately. So our first centre mid pick, um, you guys both went with Kevin De Bruyne. I, I do struggle to argue against that. Um, maybe... What is your argument, though? I'm not going to give it <laughs> I was like I almost did put him in he was there it was like Ben yeah. Godfrey last minute I changed that. I'll say my pick in a moment for anyone that can't remember but um even though De Bruyne has not been at the levels he's been in the past he's still had a top mm. top top season and um and I think Jack you made a good point as well about his defensive work as well a lot of people yeah. overlook that we're going to mention Absolutely. that in, a, in another play actually later on um because I feel like attacking midfielders especially, like, people don't notice their defensive contributions and that is absolutely massive. It means they're not just playmaking, they're doing everything on the park. Yep. Um, Actually, in terms of defensive work, I mean, I picked N'Golo, can't I? <laughs> in terms of defensive work, I think that's a fair pick. I think it's a bit of an issue because he's been injured a little bit, but um, I put this in the article as well, so sorry for repeating myself. But um, I think it, the last four games Chelsea have played without him, they've lost. I think it was it's something like seven out of the last nine they've played without him. They've mm. lost. Oh no, they've not lost, but they've not won, maybe. Mm. Um they're just not the same team without him. He's no, an absolute rock in that team. And um even his like dribbling and his passing's been top notch as well, so um we'll move on there though, because everyone knows how good those two players are. Um it's the second yeah. spot. <laughs> it's the second spot where we actually <laughs> It's a bit more We deviated a lot more, yeah. Um, Tell you what, we'll go to you, Jack, first. Tell us how you're not Chelsea biased, please, by selecting this next... (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) Who have you chosen, Jack? I'm not Chelsea (laughs) biased because I am the only Chelsea player that made it in the team (laughs) at the end of the day. Uh,
0: It's Frank Lampard's son. Yes, Uh, it is. That whole... Oh, a shit. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Mason Mount has made it into my team.
1: Mason Mount, Uh, yep.
0: I think it's, at this point it's undeniable his quality. I think anyone that even kind of s- tries to suggest that he's only getting in because of his relationships with the coaches and he, kinda, he they all kind of like his workmate and his attitude and things like that. No, the boy can play. Yes, uh, absolutely. Like Any time that Chelsea have looked even slightly lacklustre, Mason Mount can just step on the pitch and just drive that team forward. He's easily been Chelsea's best player of the season he was named the men's uh, player of the year by the club, understandably so I don't really think there's much of an argument for any other player from Chelsea getting in this team aside from Mason Mount he's been absolutely fantastic all season long and yeah. long
1: may it continue Well, let's hope so because I quite like Mason Mount as well um, I think Maybe good. he can get I, with remember... all of
2: I remember Sky Sports News. Graham Soonis and Roy Keane were both uh, talking about the game, and they were both praising Mason Mount. And you just knew at the time to get praise from both of those two at the same <laughs> yeah. time. You've, you're a good. Player. That's rare. Yeah, like that, that you've got great. to be doing something good at that point.
1: Yeah, that's such a good point. um, Struen, um I, In my head just now, I just thought of this. You chose Ilkai Goldigan. I just had to put that in there. Like Levin. And welcome again. Thomas Miller to, to that. this I podcast. To I had to do it. Goldigan. That, that's his new name. Um, Gundagol go. I love, I love it. I love all this. Um, but no, Elkai Gundogan, again, really hard t- to argue against that, to be fair.
2: Isn't it true? I I can't understand how good Gundogan has suddenly become. Like, out of nowhere? I, honestly, you know, I, I thought he was just going to be one of these, um, like, City squad is so good, but I always just sort of thought, you know, he'll never be in that first team, you know, it's always David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva will drop in, but he's been absolutely fantastic, and I think mm-hmm. The fact that City have not had a striker this season has just not impacted them because he just keeps popping up. The amount of times when you're watching them and out of nowhere he's made the run into the box, he's getting on the end of something. You just think, what what is he doing there? Yeah. No. I think he was a really good player at Dortmund and he has been really unlucky at Man City with injuries in the past. But this season, I think he's 31 this season as well. Yeah. You know, he's not exactly
1: was not he, he was out sprint. at the start of the season with COVID. Like, he had coronavirus mm. and yeah. he was out. He was seriously affected by it and he, he came back, strolled against it. He came back and it was that run over, Was it the winter period, where he just couldn't stop scoring goals. I
0: was kind of... He, he December, January and February, wasn't it's it.
1: it? It's just every every game. It wasn't like every second. It was every game he was scoring a yeah. goal or a brace. It was... Unbelievable, and he was—he was—you was, know—I could be wrong here, but was he not like top goal scorer at one point, or was maybe... it
0: I think he's finished as city's top goal scorer
1: As cities, but I, yeah, I mean even in a, the league, wasn't he at one point league. like ahead of Kane and Salah? They had like eleven; he had twelve. I think. I might be wrong. We'd, we'd have to look that up, but I, I he was think certainly up there.
2: He, I think he didn't score much in the beginning, and then like as you were saying around that winter period, he scored did, loads yeah. at once. And I think over those months, he was the top scorer.
1: Yes, I I think they so. and also and he then fell it, away, of course, just, to Kane and Salah. Yeah. But, Still, it uh, finished with about a dozen or so goals, didn't it? It wasn't just the goals, yeah. still a fantastic player as well. Um Mass election, just to quickly wrap up, I chose Thomas Sushik of West Ham United. Um, Love that. Quite Love frankly, mm. a, a beast. Absolutely fantastic. Just he played, he played every single minute of the season, except when he was sent off in the 97th minute. And uh, obviously oh, that oh, sent it, off. It, it was rescinded, he played the next game. It was obviously yeah. rescinded. It was against Fulham, I think, 97th minute. And he got sent off. He played every single match. He scored in that game as well. Game. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. I remember looking that up. He got ten goals, goals in the, total. The by the way. jokes
2: at the start of the season with fantasy, and it would be what hoop scored for West Ham? Yeah, Souchek scored. Yeah, Souchek scored. <laughs> yeah, it, it would just be Suchik. just, just commonality that whenever West Ham scored a goal, probably Souchek.
1: Aye, he's just fantastic set pieces at the defending and attacking set pieces. Just such a threat. Another one that scares me for the Euros, obviously. Chick in another group. He he's in my Euro fantasy team because, I just <laughs> I can see him dominating. Like if Detlin Gallagher's not marking him, he's getting a hat trick. Like it's that's, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think he scored a hat trick
1: on international duty in his last. He Yeah, uh, like, that's ridiculous. Did in the <laughs> <goal> <laughs> match, yeah, he did score hat trick. So yeah, yeah, favorite scary man Thomas Chichik with the last man he'd ever want to mark. Oh, but the, the nicest game. guy like we oh, a nice oh, man I oh, no, no no off the pitch, what guy? But on that. On it, you don't oh want to come up against me. No, never, never uh, Of course, we're not here to really talk about our picks so We're here to talk about the guys that almost didn't make it And I've got a few Ooh. names, but just like we have, been, real I'll let you guys take the lead um, Jack, would you like to chuck out a name that just almost Maybe got ahead of Mount or Kevin De Bruyne
0: Was there <sighs> anyone? Fair, I, I kind of always had it It was going to be those two I mean, yeah. Gundogan, it kind of would have been one of Gundogan or should check. but kind of thinking about it There are a couple uh, I think McTominay's had a decent season, you know I, th- I think that could have potentially been. Can that, that one again? Case, <laughs> <laughs> for, the sure, the that. <laughs> for the people in the back, Scott McTominay's had a pretty decent season, it mm-hmm. has to be said. Uh, he'd potentially have slipped into my thoughts. Yuri Tielemans, especially yeah, towards the back end of the season, sure. I think he's been fantastic. Uh, who else could we think of? You know, there's probably a lot of players oh. that are missing out. I've but.
1: got three. I'll see if Struan's got any of the three that I've got written down. They're all more defensively fought out, though. Not many attackers here. Uh, Struan, have you got any more names?
2: I've I've got two in my head, and I think they're two of the most underrated players in the entire Premier League. I think the first is Wilfred and Didi, Yep. who yep. I think, outside of Fabinho and Kante, is the best hold midfielder in the prim, And Rodri, potentially, I think he's the best holding midfielder in the Prem. I think he's potentially Leicester's most important player. I think he's just so yep. good. He's amazing. They, you know, every, every year, a new Leicester centre-back, whether it's Johnny Evans, Maguire, Morgan, Soyuncu, Fofana, the one commonality is that they have all playing in behind Ndidi. Yeah. And they all seem to be performing well. And I, I think it's just so important to that team. <clears throat> and the other player who I think has been really, really good this season is Yevz Bissouma. Oh, um, Struh. Can, oh, can oh, I just say, Struh in
1: this Wilford Ndidi, Yevz Bissouma and Rodri. That was my three other picks. <laughs> well done, Struh outstanding yeah he's been he's, he's been he's excellent. Been, I completely I, slipped my mind
2: yeah. I, I love him I remember in the game before West Ham a lot of people were talking uh, Declan Rice is potentially in this debate as well he's had really good oh yeah before. oh yeah true I forgot but, about um, Declan Rice it's a great show a lot of people were praising him before this game and I remember watching it at the time and just thinking I'm looking at the other team's holding midfield to be in Yves Spasuma and he just he just strolls the game like I don't understand how he hasn't watched this yeah. season I know Brighton have been meh with the X <laughs> T, oh, it's just so good. I think he's linked with Liverpool and Arsenal at the yeah, moment, yeah, and if yes. any of them pick him up, that's that's, that's just massive. Can definitely massive see him thing.
1: going. Can definitely see him going because he has a. So I
2: think he was one player. of the highest tacklers in the league behind. Yes, Luke uh, yes, Ayling, yes I, I think, think second
0: did. behind Luke Ayling, I
1: believe. Incredible stuff. Ridiculous.
2: Stat. Yeah, yeah, he's one hundred and four, uh, four behind Luke Ayling. He was just so good, wasn't he? Uh, oh, uh, what a uh, player!
1: Ah, fantastic. Well, that's, I'm glad I'm so glad you got all three of them stream, that's fantastic, mate. <laughs> anyone else
0: you can think of just off the top of your head so you you've got one to chuck out Cam.
1: Ah, to be honest, my other one that i had written down was uh Uritielman's, who we've already mentioned Fair. as well. Yeah. That's the four that I had written down, alongside your two picks of course. Um at Yuri just absolutely fantastic. I think if we were including cup competitions he'd probably get in for that goal in the FA Cup final, obviously historic moment for Leicester City. Um all season long you can just a bit like Ruben Neves like a year or two back he just scores a screamer every once in a while and in between those goals he's just bossing it 10 out, like, 8 out of 10 performances probably every week um, very rarely drops off I just think a top top player like as he's been touted for years as one of the next best things and I think yeah. Leicester City are so lucky to have him because it would have been so simple for a, a City or a United or a Liverpool to pick him up but they've again unbelievable recruitment like we've said with D-Day like we said with all the centre-backs Drew and just listed and um, Another fantastic signing from the foxes.
2: Um, I remember Karl Anker made an excellent point when he was talking about he was talking about Man United's holding of the situation, and he said, "The way I would do it is you go up to Leicester and you give them an offer for indeed. It doesn't have to be whatever they want, and they reject it, and then whoever they line up as a replacement, you go and get them. <laughs> you, you just whoever Leicester are looking at, in the trunk, just go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Basically,
1: jump over they, the middleman, like
2: just. They've already signed um, Sumari from Lille, who's just won the league as well.
1: Yeah, is that confirmed?
2: Yeah, I believe so. I don't think that. they've officially confirmed it, but it's had the here we go from Fabrizio Romano to, oh, well, <laughs> basically that. done. Total, <laughs> like, Total <laughs> agreement. Yeah. I think the only other midfielder I can think of off the top of my head but is in a similar situation to Reguilon is Heubierg. Yeah. I thought he was mm, really yeah. good at the start yeah. of the season and probably yeah, one of true. the best players for Spurs. And just the the whole Spurs team basically, except two forwards who look out to later, just dropped. Just
1: Yeah, that's true. Basically disappeared.
2: I mean we scored a screamer against Liverpool, but I think that was probably the last really impressive thing he did all season. I think he's just sort of just faded away Fading a bit like that. the
1: rest of the first team. To be fair though, some season for holding midfielders, we mentioned quite a few there and they've all been like yeah. we didn't really even talk about Rodri, who's been key in that city team we're banging on about. You know. Again,
0: again it's because we don't talk about him, that's why, that's he's, been why he's so good. So good. Yeah, yeah, that's a mm-hmm.
1: that's a whole midfielder's job really. Um all of them absolutely fantastic. You all were in the spot, you know what I mean. All of them deserve to be in yep. their teams, but they're mm-hmm. just a wee bit unfortunate. Um so, N'Golo he Kevin De Bruyne, Thomas Sushek, Mason Mount, Elkai Gundogan are our picks, but, yeah, fair play to all those guys. I um, will <laughs> What was that? Oh,
0: just tell Kante I love him.
1: Oh, I will admit, I've got, his, I've got his phone number after this. Cool, uh, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, told, I actually wanted to tell him personally and congratulate him that he's got on my team, because... <laughs> this matters more than the PFA awards. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> For sure, energy sports team of the season. Absolutely. <laughs> right, attacking midfielders. If there's one position, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Ruben Diaz was a certain pick, but this one. Oh, I suppose oh, there was maybe one position later on that was more obvious than this, but uh, Bruno Fernandez. I mean, or yeah. uh, Fernandish. How do you pronounce it? Fernandish. Uh, Fernandish. That's it. Um, yeah, I mean, all I've got written down in notes is goals, assists, penalties. And then in my little box, I've got defence and passing. Jack, you picked up on his intelligence and his ability on oh, the ball. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Struan, you picked up on his leadership, actually, like leading from the front, which I thought was a very good point as well. We've all made different points to go with goals, assists, and penalties, which is what people will remember him this season for. And that's not a bad thing. You know, he, he done plenty. Uh, does anyone have the stat in front of them, sorry, uh, goals and assists this season?
0: Uh, he's got 18 goals, 12 assists, I that's believe.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. Penalties are not, absolutely standard. I
0: mean, and that's nine pens. So even without that,
1: yes, exactly. It's almost nine, nine goals, nine, nine goals. It's yeah, still which for a midfielder is ridiculous. A- alongside great assists midfielder. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, we don't need to bow at Struan I know you would love to talk about him for an hour, but we I can don't make our podcast. I don't think I could say podcast. anything new that hasn't already been said. To be fair, <laughs> <Exactly>. well. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll leave him. Um, I've got... I had three names down here, one of which was Mason Mount. Of course, we've already spoke about him as Jack Putnam in midfield. total so no problem with that. I also had down James Madison. I mean, Ooh. fell away injury, I think maybe he got an injury, but he definitely fell yeah, away. Yeah, there was, there was a really not ever a rumor coming. rumour started
2: on TikTok with him and Brendan Rodgers, which... Yeah, oh that, yes, the most that's...
0: reputable source of information. <laughs> yes, was,
2: well, the amount it was going around on Twitter, like, oh, this this actually might be the case.
1: <laughs> ah, absolutely ridiculous. You <laughs> um, press no. X to doubt. Definitely, definitely <laughs> not close to Bruno. Um, one man, now one man that I think. Had oh, I, think I, f- I know who you're gonna say. <laughs> had he played a full season? could have taken Bruno on Lingardinho no that's statue actually what I was going to say oh no <laughs> it was going to be Lingard Joe Willett. <laughs> oh. <laughs> fine we'll talk about Jesse Lingard first yes I, okay well, Jesse Lingard yes. I love him Jay Lings. Um, Jay Lings I mean if you'd asked me a year ago what I thought of Jesse Lingard I couldn't repeat on this podcast what I thought of him because I'm not as oh. big a fan but the you know what since he's went to West Ham and he's turned that around, and he's seemed like an absolute top pro and a top footballer, I have to admit, I'm actually starting to like him a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm even starting to like him personally, because he has been (laughs) so good for West Ham, hasn't he? Like, I mean, I don't to say he's turned their season around, they were still doing fantastic at the time, but I think if he hadn't joined, I don't know if they would have had that extra boost that extra mile in them to get European football this season I don't know if you guys agree
2: I, I think he won them big games the likes of yeah, Leicester I think, yeah, I think I'd have him responsible for pulling off those big results you, you know he's saying if you asked him la- if you asked you last year what you would say I think if you'd even asked me in February you know, will Lingard make the England squad <laughs> exactly. for the Euros I'd have just laughed it off exactly given how many off, yeah. good attacking midfielders England have <laughs> and now Lingard is right back in the mix mm-hmm. and I think it's just it's just so much credit because as United career I think it is finished. I don't think he'll play again for United. But at the time, it just looked like his entire footballing career was, oh, you know, was, was he actually rocks. that good and blah, 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 and then just skyrocketed. That's exactly what I would time. have said. Yep. exactly
1: what I would say. I would have said, I don't know. I don't even know if i rate him as a footballer anymore. But wow, he has totally changed my opinion. Um, Jack, I suppose we'll quickly come to you for Joe Willock then, my guy. My guy. Uh, Joe has been great, man. I, anu, I like Joe, but Willick. Joe Willick before we took off. I'm gonna be, oh, go right. be that yeah, guy. I'm gonna be that guy.
0: which I mean, football manager did, did you get him on there?
1: <laughs> Actually, never mind that. I genuinely just like the look of him in his first one or two games. And I jumped straight on the bandwagon and uh and now it's a big bandwagon because I think if, if he gets like if he starts next season, four goals in four games, doesn't he break like Vardy's record for goals in consecutive uh, games? Yeah, he'll equal it. If he, he gets five, five five 11, if, it'll be five, if he needs yeah. That's that's unbelievable. It's not even a striker. That's a midfielder. That's that's Gundogan level of like goal scoring streak. And he's one. I'd say he's kept Newcastle up. To be fair, again, like Lingard yeah. pushing West Ham for mm-hmm. Europe, getting them big points. Joe Willock's done the exact same. Also, they can't be in their team of the season. But if you were doing a team of the season since January, I think well, Bruno would maybe be yeah. shunted yeah. out or pushed into a separate position because. The both premier league answer
2: to Kyle Lafferty, some might say.
1: Exactly. Except he did keep them up. Um, <laughs> lovely on. we get a dig in there and it wasn't even me <laughs> 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 moving on moving on um, no, Joe bell has been great hasn't he just yeah, I think well, stuff. unbelievable uh, I love the guy hope he great. does well next season I'm
0: trying is. to think if there's anyone else that we've not mentioned
2: yeah, yeah, chi right. easy is such an enjoyable footballer to watch oh yeah he's great to watch yeah
0: field. but it's a shame for plays a Crystal for Palace, Palace
2: team <laughs> who are boring as anything to watch I, he makes them watchable, and it's just such a shame he's picked up that bad, So,
0: man. it will be until he comes back from injury. I will not be watching Crystal Palace play football. Yeah,
1: I was yeah. so excited <laughs> for Palace. Even if Lampard is but...
2: the manager,
0: especially if Lampard's <laughs> the
1: manager. <laughs> I miss Roy. I loved Roy Hodgson, though. I miss Roy. I was under well but I know their defense is about 60 year old and just hoagie, to be honest. No teams, <laughs> team's
2: 60 year old, honestly. Nah, I, I think like... Zaha their youngest outfield starter, and he's 29 this year. <laughs> Wow. Riederwald maybe does Riederwald start? Ah, uh, some games. And Mitchell, some games as well. Any time they have a young place. player coming through like Bambasaka, they just get taken up by a big team. They don't. Yeah, they? yeah. that's what
1: I said, it's on it is. Unfavourable. They the can't exactly build. Aye, true. I can't think of anyone. Will we will we move on to Player of the Year. Shall we do that? Have we even have we got Player of the Year picked, guys?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think there's three options. And we've options.
0: spoken about two and we're will probably speak, and we going to speak
1: we're about to speak one about because about we've all it got wrong. Yeah, we won't So talk about this is why
2: I believe Joe Willock is the <laughs> one. <laughs> I He's raised you Craig Dawson. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: no, nah, okay. Struan, what do you think? Player of the Year. Who's your pick?
2: It's, a united no, I think fan. it's really Check hard get because yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna I'll, i will make the case for for the united football, but i think the three that i've got in mind one of them's a defender one of them's a midfielder and one of them's a forward and for that reason i think it's really hard to sort of compare between the three
3: that's true yeah yeah that's uh, true
2: one who has made the biggest impact on his team you've got the one who's won the league and you've got the one who's a top goal scorer and the top assist there yeah i'll make the case for bruno this was his first full season in england he's taken it to taken to the Premier League like a duck in water I think that's the saying I'm going to go yeah, with it anyway yeah, yeah. we'll go with it um, yeah. <laughs> he's been absolutely excellent he's become the captain when Maguire's been out he goals and assists are ridiculous um, yeah I, I just think he's just transformed United from being pushing for a top 4 team this season anyway into pushing for trophies pushing for a titles team and I just don't think anybody expected him to have the impact he plays nearly every single minute mhm and yeah, he brings goals and assists from midfield. I think he's basically has been Man United's answer to Kevin De Bruyne. Not not in the same quality, but in the sense of having that player who brings so much to the team from midfield. And I think United have been crying out for that for a long time. He's basically what people thought Paul Alba Paul, was it going to be when he initially yeah. signed back for Manchester United. No, no, no to be fair.
1: You've hit the nail on the head. To be fair, yeah. Struan, I think I, I was thinking there. Obviously, I was going to pick Ella Mesley because I clearly love the guy, but I'm not <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> I, I was be thinking, that shout. I was genuinely I was thinking like, oh, that will go wild to go out for Thomas Sushek or something. But I think sorry to be boring everyone, but I think I'm going to agree with Struan and I'm going to go Bruno Fernandez because he has been a revelation I think of any of the players on our team if you take them away how would their team perform I think Man United would crumble without him the most yeah um, I think that's the best way to say that. that's involved, it okay. isn't it? Yeah. Jack do you concur or you're going to go different go different be bold uh, be bold Ruben Diaz Ruben I, Diaz
0: I, 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 stand, I stand by like, I, I get what doing saying about the Kevin De Bruyne thing but I think considering how off the pace City were last season and for uh, Diaz to come in and not have had any experience of English football just settling so easily yeah and just get City a title. I think it's been especially, especially fantastic. As well. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> he probably could have scored a couple more than he did, but centre backs aren't all about scoring goals. Exactly. So yeah, I'm gonna stick with Ruben Diaz. I'm, I'll, I'll always root for the, the defensive options if they're up there <laughs> for a for a Player of the Year nomination. So Diaz for me.
1: I like that. No, I do because the defenders and goalkeepers criminally overlooked for awards. Um, I was quite glad when he did win the. Was it the? Was it the Writers' Award he won? The FWA award that he won? Yeah. The same yeah, one Henderson won last right. yeah. year, and people went mental about that as well. I, I mm. like that they go, they do their own thing. They don't just pick whoever scored the most goals or anything. Um, next one was by far the easiest selection we had, actually. Not because he was a runaway, like top, 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 top player this season. Uh, you can make an argument that he's fallen away a tiny bit, but there was just no other competitors in his position. I've got two players written down, but. Honestly, they don't even come close to Mohamed Salah off Liverpool on the right wing. I mean, the guy, I bit like when I've talked about Robertson in my piece, i they've been hampered by the teammates around them, by Liverpool's poor season. Um, that you can't count defense. Salah in that. But he can't, exactly. He got, I think he scored uh, He scored more goals than he did last season. His passing was actually better. His defensive work was better. Everything was actually better than last season from Mo Salah. He's actually improved. Maybe not on his first two seasons, which were just unbelievable but um, we've all picked him I mean I've got two names written down guys but could you just think of anyone that came close
2: I, I didn't even have to think about Mo Salah, to be honest yeah no. it's just an
1: obvious pick no, there was I no way like, my it. closest pick over Mosala was Kevin De Bruyne because he often plays sort of mm, right wing yeah. right attacking mid yeah, sort I of suppose, yeah, I was thinking on. of putting him in instead but it wouldn't have really been fair to Mo Salah who, who does deserve it carrying a Liverpool team as well as he has back into the Champions League spots Um, I love
2: the fact that he passed that to Manny right at the end of the season when to confirm the win against Crystal Palace. You know, a lot of people said he was being selfless at the time, mm. going for the golden boot as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cause there's a few times you watch Salah. I noticed that maybe a few weeks ago there was a game and he had a he had like a two on one and he probably should have squared it and he didn't and you go oh is he being greedy and then you see moments like that and you think no he's probably just thinking I've got a good chance of scoring here. Yeah. He is one of the best forwards in the world. If he doesn't want to pass, I don't care if he doesn't pass. Like, he <laughs> can do have whatever he, if he wants. To shoot, let him have it. a, if he can get eighty goals in four seasons, ah yeah, you know what, I mean you you take a wee one on one shot if you want that. Don't feel free. Um, well, written down, guys, I have two players. I have Matias Pereira at West Brom. A, a solid season for a relegated team. Um, yeah, he'll he back
0: in the league next year, to be honest, if somebody probably.
1: wants to take a punt. Yeah, probably. Um, definitely too good for the championship. No disrespect, but a fantastic league. But too good for the second tier. Yeah. Um, but not close to Mosala. And I also had... This guy doesn't come close because he, he wasn't in the team a lot at the start of the season. I think... If you were to take it just on the games that he did play, not the fact that he wasn't in the team or anything, um, Rafinha, at Leeds, often plays on that right-hand side. Yeah, he does. And I mm-hmm. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. A bit like Joe Willock this season with fantasy football. I've I've brought him in when he's not really been playing, and when I take him out, he's been absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, and he has been, Rafinha, so Much like um, Harrison and Bamford have been talked about, I think Rafinha next season will be talked about in the same vein because that guy, second half his season, has been incredible and I, I really yep. like him and um, like I said doesn't really ever have a chance of getting in this team but it's probably the closest thing we've got um, any more shouts or do we just leave the right wing behind
2: uh, I sure in there I think Riyad Mahrez had a really good season oh, yeah yeah he's sure. been alright I yeah. know what yeah, that's I a. doesn't really get myself. praised I think he's quite overshadowed by other City players and then the only other name I can think about is I have mentioned him previously when talking about Tini is uh, Bukayo Saka I think he, he's so versatile at such a young age but I think when he's at his best it's on the right wing you probably just, could have slotted him in at any position in this team, <laughs> yeah, definitely. that's the thing he's yeah, just no, that I'll, versatile I'll, I'll take this opportunity to, to mention Saka I think he's one of the most talented youngsters in the world, let alone in the Premier League or for England and I think he's just had a really good season Again, Arsenal have been poor this season and 18-year-old, 19-year-old Saka has been yeah. their main man, one of their biggest threats this season, I think he'll probably win their player of the year and I think rightfully so I think he's been absolutely excellent and yeah. yeah, I fully believe he deserves some credit at least. Not as good as Mo Salah, obviously. Not as good as no. Riyad Mahrez either. But I think he does deserve credit for how good a season he has had.
1: No, definitely. It's a it's a poor situation for Arsenal to be in, but it's fantastic for him, obviously. Um, yeah. And Riyad Mahrez as well. That's a really good shout, and I completely overlooked him, so that's a that's a great shout. Yeah,
2: um, I, th- I think he has just often overlooked, Riyad Mahrez, because of how good City are. Yeah, and it's, you know, also it also th- just gets rotated and the, stuff the, as well. Good, yeah. yeah.
1: Like I mean, even players like Ferran Torres, who's barely played really in the league this season, has been outstanding when he has played. He's just not played enough, really. Um, mm-hmm. Barely at all, so I think so. Sort of the same goes for Riyad Mahrez, and it might even go for players like Phil Foden, who we've just talked about and Wax Liverpool about, but um, that's the problem with City's attack. They just they switch too much, and uh, it doesn't help their cases when it comes to team of the seasons. Uh, we'll switch to the other wing now. Now, this was one that two of us went for the same pick. Me and Jack both went for um, part of the Tottenham duo, Heung-min uh, yeah. 17 goals, 10 assists, brilliant season. Now, Struen, this is one where you've went bold. You've went Marcus Rashford, who did still... Try, to be fair, I've had a lot of people really hating on Marcus Rashford, especially after the Europa League final, of course, but 11 goals, 9 assists, isn't a bad return. Now, I'm not, I don't know too much about his performances, but he's played almost every game, I think 37 or 38 games, I think he played, um, and to get 20 goal contributions, just 7 less and so on, that's not a bad thing. And Also, you've talked about his relationship with Bruno and Shaw as well, um, Struan, but... Any other point you'd like to make as to why he got in ahead of Son?
2: He he has basically become my favourite footballer, um, which seems a bit crazy given how much I I praise Scott McTominay, but I think Mastrashiv <laughs> has had a really good season. I, I believe he's carrying both an ankle injury and a back injury that he's apparently will it. require surgery at some point, and he's mm-hmm. still playing through these games, you know. Ollie gets quite a lot of criticism for that and why is he not resting him but you know Rashford's making himself available he's doing so much outside of football as well I know I'm not going to mention too much of it because this is a football premier league team of the season yeah. but I think that needs to no good guy. there's been quite a lot of moments this season where yeah really good guy <laughs> great guy um, where he's sort of changed the game you know I think back to the Champions League games against Leipzig where United won 5-0 he scored a hat-trick he basically won that game it to bed, the game against PSG that they won, he scored the winner 2-1, there's been moments this season as well where he has come up with a decisive goal, he's put in a really top performance, you know, I remember the, the game against Brighton at the start of the season when things were going bad, he basically ran from the halfway line, t- took Ben White out twice in the build-up slot, in, and yeah, I think a lot of people criticised him last season because he, he did have a really high goal return, but he scored a lot of penalties in that,
3: Yeah. this season
2: yeah. he's not taken a single penalty on Bruno Fernandes, so yeah. He's been off them, and I I will fully admit, Son probably does deserve to be in ahead of him. I just tried to be a bit different and bringing up a different uh-huh. name here. I, yeah. I got a couple of messages from uh, mates who'd read it and said, you know, oh, how have you put Rashford over <laughs> Son? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. To be and fair, though, just trying to explain it there.
1: Everyone that I've heard the talk about it said, um, like about just about Rashford, not also your team of season pick, but just Rashford. Like, oh, he's, he's dropped off too many games. But to be fair, Jack, I'm sure you'd agree with him and Son our pick. He's not been on it every single game this season.
2: He's had some amazing it's games, but you,
1: it's you do have drop-off games. I think Rashford's Absolutely. just too heavily criticised. I don't think Rashford's actually had, as poor a season as people make out, I don't think that it's unrealistic for him to be in this team from Struan's uh, perspective, because I think he's been fantastic. No. So, Yeah, that's just my opinion anyway. Um, I have two more names written down. Now. Does uh, anyone want to give a shout for their left-wing options that may have stuck ahead of them? I mean, uh, Jack Harrison? Jack Harrison? Harrison's so shout, you've
0: They're got... Harvey Barnes and Grealish had At they two, kind of played oh full yeah. seasons
1: that's the two I had but of course injuries have really ruined their seasons like, could have got in if not for the injuries either of them could have got in I yeah. um, also like Jack Harrison. show sure. I didn't have him downstrew above, so obviously he's been immense for Leeds um, yeah. I think the start of the season as well he took off really quick maybe died away but he's came back again but definitely I think Jack Grealish and Harvey Barnes, um, Jack, both of them. Like Jack Grealish's season, if you want to talk about that for a minute, just... I, I mean, he's exceeded everyone's expectations, hasn't he?
0: Absolutely. I mean, you saw him kind of lead Villa on his own last year. Yeah. And you thought, oh, well, it'd be good to have him kind of stay up in the league. Maybe somebody will come in for him in the summer. There was a lot of talk about someone, potentially a Man United going in for him. Stuck with Villa, and they've kind of <laughs> become an established Premier League side again because of it. I mean... There was a point where they didn't could do any wrong. I think he won the Athletics' uh, individual performance of the season mm. for his for his role in the 7-2 game at Anfield. Yep. Let's not and, speak about that. <laughs> we'll not speak about it too much. But it just goes to show it, he's a proper captain. He's got a fantastic future ahead of him wherever he ends up. And it's a real shame that he's injured just now. In his, or, well, he came back. But it's it's a shame that he'll probably get underutilized at the Euros because yeah. Southgate just doesn't really seem to rate him as highly as he does a lot of other players. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play against Scotland, I'll be thrilled. Put it that way. Yeah. Like that's probably I've the probably most glowing compliment, the most glowing compliment I can give him. I don't want to. Play, I don't yeah. want my team to play against
1: him. I can imagine you smiling, not see Grealish, and then you scroll down and it's just folding Rashford to yeah. pain.
0: And aye, <laughs> tears start like, trickling like, down the face. <laughs>
1: like. Hey, no, 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 not at all. When we have got Declan Gallagher and uh, exactly. KT and, KT and the big, boys. big Sauce Chuck them all go. in there we go.
3: Who
1: cares, <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> well, We're not here to talk about Scotland. <laughs> it's a good laugh isn't it <laughs> <laughs> That's true, we're here to talk about the Premier League um, well, I suppose we're almost wrapped up but we'll talk about managers in a moment but I think Stryker I think it was unfortunate actually I was quite annoyed at this man because if it wasn't for him we would have about 10 other picks to pick from yeah. There were so many players mm-hmm. underneath that were all in the same range and then you've just got Harry Kane, just a Oof. level above twenty three goals, goals, fourteen assists, and a Tottenham team that I, I called them grim. I think they were. They were. You didn't call them dudes, grim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was. I, think a I good. thought that, and I thought is I think that it might harsh? Be
0: uninspiring? No, maybe? it's not.
1: Yeah, uninspiring. Just, just such a letdown. Really, that Spurs team have been, um, and Harry Kane's just still been top class. I think he's been lucky also that he's got that partnership with uh, humans on, yep. of course. But man, like. It's 37 goal contributions in season where you finish 7th in the league. Lucky to finish 7th in the league. Um, but we're not here to boot Kane. We're not going to because what's the point? Um, we've got so many other people we could talk about. Um, Jack, give me a name. Give me a Patrick
0: name. Bamford. How Patrick he didn't get Bamford. in that long list for England is an absolute wow. disgrace. Probably the
1: closest thing they have to Harry Kane as well in terms of a all-rounded footballer, I would say. And he's think, not, what what not did he
0: end up on seventeen goals in his first season back in the Premier League? I think you might be right. Yeah, I think you may be right. I, after be a lot that. of kind of over scrutinisation yeah. for 17. people saying, "Oh, he's not a proper, not a proper striker. Oh, he's, he, sorry, he's so wasteful." Seven assists as well, twenty goal contributions in the first season back with a newly promoted team. That's exceptional. Crazy. I yeah. mean, Leeds have been great throughout, but Bamford has been brilliant.
1: Because remember, he scored at the first few games, everyone, nah, nah, he's still hopeless. Like He's still rubbish, and <laughs> yeah. he's just kept going. And it, yeah, absolute credit to him. Hopefully he keeps it going next season. Cause, um, yeah, you would like to see it. You've got Rodrigo up top of him next season as well. I think they might start playing two up top if it fits their system, because that Rodrigo mm. boy's... Pretty damn good as well. i um, will probably just play one in centre mid or
2: something. Just yeah, just <laughs> uh, you, you, know, you
1: said seven assists. He can do what he wants. P- put put Bamford centre mid deep line playmaker. Boom. Basically, <laughs> good him that, to get. Yeah,
0: get him there's the a box. lot of other names. A lot of other names, but I just wanted to chat Bamford no, up. there
1: straight away. That was the first name I had as well, Jack. I was like first on my list. Descending down, Estroon. You give me a name as well.
2: Um, I go for Dominic Calvert-Lewin.
1: Yep, another great. Basically,
2: pick. the the striker at the start of the season. It was absolutely incredible. I, uh, I of course didn't rate him. Uh, about oh, just over a year <laughs> ago. Totally, totally. How did you in my How words. did you describe him? What was it? You I said? think I said he was the worst first choice striker in the Premier League. That's a time. fantastic piece of analysis. <laughs> <And> <laughs> since then, he's probably outscored everybody but Harry Kane in the league and Salah. Yeah. And yeah, he was just really good. I think had a bad injury later on and just kind of faded out towards the end of the season. But he was absolutely excellent. I Really, he just he just. It's just so good in air, you know. He's yeah. he's just a classic number nine, fox in the box, scores the really bad, ugly looking goals. But you need that in the you team. You need
1: that exactly. Yeah. You've got Richarlison in the same team. You know he can do all the fancy stuff, the bit of the dribbling. You've got yeah. DCL in the box. Um, I tell you what, uh, we're getting quite a bit on this podcast. So I'll just read out a few names, and if you guys want to jump in, you jump in. Um, Jamie Vardy. Anything <sighs> particular about Jamie Vardy? Would like to say, I think. I think he
2: started really well, and then. I feel and, like yeah. he's
1: I feel like he could be the scapegoat for Leicester's season kind of going a bit awry and dropping out of uh, Champions League spots as soon as he stopped scoring. Leicester just kind of capitulated. Yeah,
0: but then Colechie started. True, but so it's not as if they, ha- they were without
1: a goalscorer because Ian
0: Actual started proving people wrong. Like mm, maybe me. Yeah. I didn't think there was much of a player in Colechie and Actual but he's
1: been great. I I thought there was, and then I really didn't think there was, and now I do again because, yeah, he's on my list as well. Kind of another one. He's only come second half of the season, but had he kept it up all season, it um, would well, yeah. have been oh. a shout on the goal rate they did have. He have. Probably the best goals per game, surely, in the league. Um, oh no, I think maybe Gareth Bale got that. I think it's Gareth Bale. Yeah, yeah Gareth you're
2: Bale right. That, yeah, it? Bale's ridiculous. Um,
1: it's just, again, good for him. um We've also got Ollie Watkins, who was again I think more start of the season. He was fantastic. Last, had that amazing game against Liverpool in seven two, but maybe dropped off a little bit. Um, yep. Antonio, um, West Ham. Yeah, uh-huh. I really, mm. I really like Antonio, and I thought that's a good shout. Again, injuries seem to plague his career, and that's a real shame. Um, Jamie. Callum Mack, Wilson. Callum Wilson. Yep, another one. If injury, he hadn't been
0: injured, I think Danny Newcastle too. would have been much I've, safer. Yeah, I've than got where they were. Yeah, hundred percent. Can I
2: throw Edinson Cavani's name into the mix without being slated? Nah, 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 I, don't nah don't I don't think have it you can. I don't nah.
1: have it <laughs> um, Do I dare utter the words? Did he actually? Did they get ten goals in the week. <laughs> did they actually? Ten goals and three assists. I think he got in the league. That's right? actually not bad. Not deal. I didn't think he, he had ten he goals. In the
2: scored the scored the big goals in the Europa League as well, but this is yeah. the Premier League, so.
1: No, he definitely yeah. had a better season. I thought he would, to be fair, Edinson Cavani. I've only got one name left and that's um, Jamie McIntosh's man Chris Wood, <laughs> because he had such yeah, a good fair. Running, and he kind of helped me in FPL <laughs> um, I think Chris Wood as well I, I, a player I actually really like for a Burnley team that I don't really like so got
0: as much as I want to utter the name that I'm not even going to say I just can't like, is, <laughs> in terms of goal scoring no There's, absolutely not
1: who's this Sobra?
0: Strewd's captain oh yeah hmm
3: I'm.
0: I'm <laughs> I can't. As much as I would like to, because I think it'd be funny, and I think he has been a very, very
1: important player for Chelsea this season. Yeah, goals haven't been. There it just him, be so I he just can If he'd had it. a
2: good season, I'd have won the fantasy league amongst
1: us. Can I? Can I throw name in Similarly disgusting. Go on. Yeah. Alexander Lack is it? I was just
3: about to. Think. Thirteen
1: goals to assist. Like, I mean, and obviously. Think he he obviously isn't. He's behind all these guys like Watkins, DCL and Bamford and stuff but
2: like given for
1: Haliburri all the hate he's got season. and I didn't really notice it until I was looking this up and researching. I mean it's a good season from him is it not? Considering obviously what he's seen like at Arsenal,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah like, I think given how poor he's been the last couple of seasons to score 13 league goals it's a, a shock, isn't it?
1: Pretty good. <laughs> it's a shock and i was I'm shocked I saw a and I was like eight were penalties like but he got ten <laughs> goals as well. Um Benteke got deadly goals. Oh, like, my God. What? Benteke
2: was ridiculous at times this season. He just suddenly... What? Yeah, he just picked up like yeah. for no apparent reason. Is the like Aston Villa Benteke back again? Yeah,
1: pretty much. God. To be fair, but also, we can say Lacs in Benteke. They're never getting close to this team. This is a team of the season yeah. pick. That's why Harry Kane's no, out. No one's
0: getting, co- no yeah, one's to getting close to Kane this season. No. Game,
1: it? it's, it's, even I the best performers. closest three the guys used have said Bamford, DCL and... Um, yeah, I like, maybe, <laughs> uh, if I had to pick someone that wasn't the I don't know maybe maybe Watkins maybe Antonio yeah, Watkins, um, fair, Watkins sure. or Antonio I think Vardy I Think big season for English Strikers I think, yeah
2: other really than the Watkins got a red card for, or a second yellow for diving against United but before that he played every minute this season Oh really? How uh, rare is that for a striker? For a striker in his yeah. first season in, in the Premier, yeah. Premier League yeah. football as well. Normally you've got your goalkeepers that. and your centre-halves so and you're like holding midfielders who play every single minute, but I think that's really impressive.
1: But you know what, Stuart? You just told me that he died, so he's it. So, Antonio, that's mapping. Sorry, <laughs> it was
2: so late, he a died,
0: football. so why did we all universally agree on Bruno Fernandes? I get him it.
2: <laughs> yeah, just, hang on a moment. So Sorry, Stuart. do you want having... me to send you the Villarreal clip? <laughs> Oh, the clip where somebody tucks him in the back of the shirt and he falls down. Like, know, literally literally
0: palms him, like, barely grazes his back.
1: Ask, this fits into my Joe Wilk agenda. So, yeah. <laughs> Jesse um, Lingard, come on. <laughs> Try right, Jesse, yes, Jesse Lingard, that's fair. Jesse Lingard has to be it. If, if there's a
2: 12th spot, is there a 12th man? Well, <laughs> technically,
1: we're going to pick a 12th man right now to wrap up the podcast. We're going to pick our manager of the season. Something that wasn't in our articles. Um, something we really did want to talk about alongside all these fantastic, honourable mentions um, I've actually still to decide between three, so I'll let one of you guys go for? Go first. on, Struin. Struin, you go. Who is your manager of the season?
2: I am going to go for Mr Moyes as my selection. Yeah, you know, I have three names written down. I think we'll all have
1: to say Pet. Oh, no, we don't then. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. So you've got Pep, <laughs> oh, and who's uh, your other?
2: Uh, the other one I've got is Bielsa. Who,
1: yeah, yeah nice. See, uh, yeah. But
2: I'll I'll explain Moyes. Um, what he's done with West Ham has been absolutely fantastic. They were, what, 16th last season? I think so, yeah. Just above relegation. They just escaped relegation. Mm-hmm. And they're in the Europa League. That's that's unbelievable. When you think about, you've got your classic top six, and then you've got Leicester, and then you've got Everton, and West Ham made it into the European places. I think that's just incredible for how good a season that is. Yeah, fantastic. The squad that they've had. The amount of players we've discussed in this podcast that we've brought up, you know, Kufal, Suchek, Dawson, Cresswell, Lingard, Declan Rice, Antonio, yeah. if you'd said at the end of last season we would be talking about them in a the team of the season, you would have laughed it off. None Absolutely. of those players... He's made Pablo Fernales a good, good player. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. That, that's enough to name a manager, of the our, our contender manager of the year. And I, th- I think as well, just from Moyes' personal point of view, I think a lot of people have written him off. Terrible spell at United, terrible spell at Sociedad. Went to West Ham, kept them up. Left West Ham, relegated with Sunderland. Back at West Ham. And I think this is a good club for him. I think this is the right level. You know what? And String. it reminds me of Everton David Moyes. If yes,
1: well, that's it. I, I, when David Moyes came back to West Ham, I slated the decision on his return. But not because of David Moyes. Just because of it was a, it felt like such a boring option from the owners to bring back David from Moyes. Pellegrini. Yeah, it just seemed like such a dour pick, West Ham fans weren't happy either, remember, because they were like, well we've no. already had him, and he kept us up, sure, but barely, it was awful football, why did we bring him back and I was, I was echoing the same thing, but I also, I'm firmly of the opinion that David Moyes is a fantastic manager like, his years at Everton, he took Everton to a fourth place finish once in the Premier League this isn't yeah. the Everton of now, where they've got like Carlo Ancelotti, this is just Everton like, laughing stock <laughs> Everton Char- Carlo Arch- Ancelotti and <laughs> they
0: like, bottom of the top ten
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's it. As much I like Carlos Lot in this Everton team, it's it's not even close to that David Moyes team that finished in the Champions League spots ahead of Champions League winning Liverpool in two thousand and five. Like it's yeah. he's such a good manager. I'm so I'm so pleased after such tough spells at Sociedad, Sunderland, and Manchester United, of course, that he's finally getting a break and people are maybe starting to praise him a bit. I love that picture. Um, Jack, you can you can give us yours now. David Moyes. <laughs> David Moyes. David yeah, Moyes. Yeah, Moyes was mine. Moyes was mine, to be honest.
0: But to play devil's advocate, I'll speak a little bit on Marcelo Bielsa.
1: Yes, go for it, please.
0: Because I f- I'm so happy that he's succeeded, and I'm yeah. so happy that he's in the position they're in, and I'm so happy that he's probably going to stick around for a good bit I longer. So. I think so. Uh, I mean, he's got if the his best
2: knee- gift in the world. His- oh my god,
0: <laughs> that guess. If his knees let him, anyway. Uh, it was the talk it was the talk of the pre-season, wasn't it? Whether Bielsa's system would fit the Premier League and nah. any time that they lost, it would just be oh, I mean, is it Bielsa's system? Shut up. His yeah. <laughs> system got them to the Premier League. Yeah. And they finished 11th, was it? No? 12th? Uh,
1: why was I thinking? No, they never got ninth, did they? Uh, they finished 10th, I think.
2: I want to say 10th do you know actually I'll make a actually I'll make a sure. really they finished ninth. Finish ninth. they finished above Everton and Aston Villa uh, I thought ninth for something. I'm definitely something. making this claim then I Go think that's it. more impressive than Wolves getting uh, into Europe in their first season in the Premier League when you, the I might have you. to agree team, yeah 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 ooh, I might I have to agree with that I think this team is far more impressive I think they play the best better football, football to watch yeah, Sorry, much better it's better. so entertaining it's so
1: intense it's shambolic did you see
0: the stats like sprints per 90 or something like that
1: yeah and it's just <laughs>
0: I think the
2: versatility was, as we say. oh my you?
0: god I couldn't even believe it when I saw that stat because it was kind of point graph and then you had all the kind of teams clustered top percentile way on their own out there you've mm-hmm. got leads of sprint yeah. per night because Off they're the are so chart, intense they hound their opposition they are just exactly a team that no one wants to come up against mm-hmm. they've got a good sense of kind of young players in there uh, I, I think they're going to probably lose Jack Harrison but I could see them trying to bring him back on a fairly cheap deal from Manchester City in the summer, because I can't yeah, imagine City. Alone of them. <laughs> <laughs> City keeping a hold. Rafinha's been great. Bamford's excelled. Mesley's fantastic. Even like Stuart Dallas, Luke Ayling, Calvin Phillips. We didn't even mention Calvin Phillips Calvin Phops, earlier, yeah. did we? Yeah. So
1: many fantastic players to go
0: through. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic, and it's a credit to Bielsa that leads her in the position they're in, and where they should be, really, because mm-hmm. it just kind of seemed natural when you kind of saw them coming up you saw, all oh, Leeds, Premier League side, but then Fulham and West Brom come up, ah, oh, they're a bit yo-yo, so yeah. they, they're where they need to be, they're where they deserve to be. That's it, shown how it's Two done. points away from Arsenal and three away from Spurs.
2: You think of the budget as well, the money they spent.
0: Yeah, pennies compared to the top, the big six, I suppose.
2: I think when, I think what, the, the way I think about Leeds and how good they are is Man United were 6-2 up against them this season and I was terrified they were going to make a comeback <sighs> with 10 minutes to go. Yeah. That is just how ridiculous mm. this Leeds team can be. Is that I think, I think that had the, the highest reason, XG yeah. in the in the season. I think probably, both teams yeah, actually lovely. Like yeah. the most entertaining games to watch. It. But Leeds Leeds are just ridiculously good, and obviously I dislike Leeds. But <laughs> wow, they're a good team to watch.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely. <laughs> I think
0: that is what hamper uh, hampers them a little bit, and what has me picking Moyes over Bielsa. It's just the fact that they. Can either beat the races completely or just fall so flat and concede six. Yeah,
2: I think like, we've probably all said at least once in our group chat how bad is that Leeds defence when it when when they concede it, they, they concede. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah Fod gets open. They don't do anything in halves. They they're uh, fully commit to attack or fully commit to running but, but they when, never feel like when it works
1: it works you know what i mean it's, oh, not like, yeah. it's not like it's not like it's not like um teams that come up and don't have a plan b about like well perfect example is norwich last season like oh yeah they played brilliant football but come on they were after like 20 games are already relegated leeds have come up and it's worked and yep. they're a top half team because of it like it's good to see them back where they should be to be fair, after about two decades away um i think I might just round it up to be fair and say David Moyes. I, I want to say Marcelo Bielsa but I mean West Ham sick in the league. Like that's Champions League run until about a couple of game weeks to go. That's unbelievable. That's that's even better than a team promoted. That's a team that was so like staring relegation in the face and th- looks like just an absolute shambles of a club and David Moyes has just turned it around and um, I think I'm going to agree with you guys and make David Moyes my manager of the season as well. Manager of our teams, of course. Um, oh yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, that's how mm-hmm. it's going to be. David Moyes. man. Manager of the season. What a guy. Any other Bresic, just a second. Uh, well, Strain, you said Pep. I think that's totally fair. I mean, yeah. yeah, 86 points. It's I, d- eight... I never
2: liked giving the...
1: No, sorry, you go, you go, mate, you go.
2: I was going to say, I never like giving the guy who won the league managers, yeah. you know, last season, I think a lot of people would say Chris Wilder. If... Leicester had made top four, I would have said Brendan yes, Rodgers. 100%, 100%. FA Cup, top four finish, mm. that would have been a great he season would for have Leicester. Won. I still think it's a fantastic season to get the FA Cup, but I think the fact that they bottled top four again, you can't pick Brendan Rodgers.
1: I mean, the last five games, three losses I draw, that's... I know it was difficult games. I hate. I do. I hate that you've used that word there, Stuart. I find. I find it I find yeah. it's so. I, I, what's the word? It's so cruel to use that word when they're a small, not a small team, but yeah, you a team without resources. But I suppose what other word can you use when you're sitting in top four for two hundred and forty two days, about a hundred more than Man City in that did. Yeah. Like, don't get top, four. I mean, in row, get top four. Come on. I think
2: I think the bottle the 10 bottle is probably more associated with Rodgers because obviously that's the running joke with his career sort of yeah, thing, which is a uh, massive shame. It's unfortunate. And I think I don't as I said a couple of minutes ago though, I don't actually think it was a bad season for Leicester. I think in ten years' time Leicester will remember the first ever FA Cup victory a, rather than oh, got top four that season. I think that is just yeah. so much more if if, 100%, you'd, yeah. if you'd asked a Leicester fan, would you rather win the FA Cup or beat Tottenham on the last day of the season and get top four, it's surely it's gotta be the FA Cup. Yeah, it's a tough but one. It's though. still hard to say.
1: Brandon Rogers. Yeah, yeah I think I mean you think about Everton if they just won one more game they would have got 8th place and you'd maybe be going an outside shout maybe Carlo Ancelotti I don't think he'd ever win it but it's an outside shout what about Steve Ruskin in Newcastle 12th eh Stevie anyone like, I mean anyone? Big Steve? I
2: think he gets a bit a bit too much criticism does <laughs> <but> possibly <laughs> yeah, too,
1: he doesn't. I'd agree he gets too much criticism but at I the same, well. time it's, at it's, same time it's no. yeah. they were only 4 points off 16th I mean they actually got on the final day so yeah, I think I think David Moyes is a, a fair winner just ahead of Marcelo Bielsa. Um, I think we've explained why. I think that's that's really yeah. it, Troops. That's it. We've went through yeah. all our teams. We went through our mentions. Um, really excited. I still believe there's a Scottish version of this coming as well. and an so. Yeah. Impact? Is it Graham, Sean and Taylor? Doing Taylor, it? I believe so. I believe yeah. that was the plan. So anyone uh, listening, please look out for that as well. Keep an eye out, yeah, yeah for sure. On for sure. and on our uh, Twitter and all that jazz. Um, that's it. All that jazz. I love that scene. That you like jazz? Oh, like- <laughs> that's that. a good way to end. That's a great way to end. It. Let's just end it on that. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, feel free to tell us if all our picks are just terrible and we've been talking nonsense for ninety minutes. Um, thanks for listening. Goodbye.